You are now listening to the Film Frequency Podcast, hosted by your professionally unprofessional film critics, the Film Bros. What's going on, film family? Welcome to another episode of the Film Frequency. I am one of your hosts, one of the Film Bros, CEO Hayes, and I'm joined by my brother, the prodigal one. What's going on, JV? What's going on, Hayes? What's going on, film family? Back at it again with another episode of Film Frequency. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, if you guys a little bit without a dope episode to step to, I actually have a Justice League review as well that's already recorded. I'll drop it sometime at some point. I know a lot of people are on the Zack Snyder Justice League thing, but nonetheless, we are here today to review Godzilla versus Kong. But before we get into that, we got some news we need to get into. First one: the streaming wars. Netflix has woken up. And I think really think that Disney Plus having the success that they have had in their first year and a half has really woken Netflix up to be to realize that it's not necessarily going to just be about originals. They have to make exclusive deals. So two exclusive deals that Netflix has signed over the last week. One is that they signed an exclusive deal with Sony to be the streaming service of all Sony movies. And I think a couple of TV shows that they produce as well. JB, what do you what do you think about them? You know, and it, and it, it's weird in the sense that like Paramount, uh, HBO, NBC, everywhere has their a lot of these companies have their own streaming service. What do you think about Sony saying, you know what, we don't want to do our own streaming service. We're just going to partner with Netflix. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, I'm a little shocked because Sony definitely has the the, the catalog to have their own streaming service. I mean, they are a freaking titan in the industry. So when you told me about this, I was shocked because I, I figured Sony would be the next one to have a streaming platform. But got to give a shout out to Netflix. This is a big get right here. And, you know, we've spoken in the past several times. Will Disney eventually kill Netflix? And for these type of reasons is why we said, no, it'll never happen because Netflix continues to rise above. And no matter what, I feel like Netflix, it, it's like it's like this is the off-season to a basketball season, and we're looking at off-season transactions and, and, and things like free agency and things like that. And I feel like Netflix is the one that continuously are making the moves. I feel like Disney's moves are not on a wide scale as Netflix, and that may be biased or whatever, but I just feel that that's the way. I mean, like you said, they did the, the, the Sony thing. We're, you're going to talk about another one in a minute. They just it just keeps going. So I think it's it's a huge get for Netflix. Well, it's two different things is that it's how can I? So, yes, Netflix is making a lot of deals. Disney really doesn't have to make deals because they own all their own IP. So really, it's just with Disney's reviving their properties that they already own and repurposing them for Disney Plus. Um, and so it's, it's, it's really a different model. Because well, ne- go ahead. My bad. Well, okay. When when I said deals, I I, I I let me rephrase myself. Not necessarily deals per se, but the the new content coming. Okay. I mean, that's what I should have said that because, like you said, everything that Disney's not going to have any deals with anybody because it's Disney only content. Mm. So yeah, yeah, you're you're one hundred percent correct in that. So what I'm saying is the content coming. It's like it's a new thing after a new thing after a new thing, and I feel like Disney is not churning out content as much as we maybe expected mm. or, and maybe they, I don't know if they thought maybe by now Netflix would have been long forgotten and well, they wouldn't even have to worry. I well, don't know. No, their, their CEO has already said that it's about quality, not, not quantity for Disney plus, which no, I mean, bro, seriously, if you look at, look at everything that Disney plus their exclusives that they've dropped so far, you have the Mandalorian, which I know you're not a huge star Wars guy, but that's huge. It's been huge. 
WandaVision was the number one stream when it was on. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, they have several things coming from Star Wars, the Predator universe. Like, so it, I know that you rolled your eyes at it because it is one of those things that you think people say just because they don't have the content. But right. But but they are truly putting movie budget. Like WandaVision looked like a Marvel big big screen movie. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The the action pieces they they are putting movie budgets behind these and and netflix has a dip netflix does have a quantity they still do a lot of quality but we netflix throws like 50 netflix exclusives out there a, a fucking month yeah. but a lot of them don't get like the ones that do great they they netflix has a lot of award nominated shows but that's the cream of the crop for them they have for every nominated show that netflix has for award-winning nominated show there's probably like uh, literally 50 other shows or movies that just came and went and nobody thought about so of course yeah no one even knew came out so yeah definitely the the quantity is definitely on netflix's side the quality is on disney's side but at the same time like you said that cream of the crop for netflix i think personally and this is just me the quality of netflix could definitely hang with the quality of disney um for me because again i'm not a huge you know a huge comic book guy maybe for a huge comic book person and like a star wars fan I may be singing a different tune when like Predator stuff comes out because that's more of things that I like. So yeah. I mean, my 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 mind might change by then. Have you have you checked the Mighty Ducks thing out yet? No, it's already out. Yeah, they're, they're they're about to drop episode three this week. Oh, it's a series. It's a series, bro. Oh, I thought it was just a, like a, like part five or whatever the hell. What I can tell you is episode one. I was like, eh, it's kind of cheesy. Emilio Estevez didn't pop up literally until about the end of episode one. But that second episode, it's like no full nostalgia at this point. So it's do we go ahead. Let me ask you one question, because this and now I'm going to watch because I I thought it was just a movie. That's why I was like waiting. So do we besides Emilio Estevez, do we get anybody else from the original? I'm not saying the original movie, but the original series, total, the original franchise. Not so far. But again, they Jeremy Jackson. That doesn't mean that it's not going to happen, but only because like even with man, I know again, I know you're not a huge Marvel guy, but like even with the Mandalorian and, and stuff like we got Boba Fett in in the Mandalorian, and nobody expected that. So it, it, it seems like it, that may trickle in by the way that Disney Plus has done their stuff. They don't really, they really do, have done a good job at the things that are surprises. They leave surprises, and then that makes everybody rush to it. So like, if you hear fucking, uh, yeah, uh, what's Jeremy Jackson? Is that his name? Yeah, Jeremy Jackson yeah. was the kid from yeah. part. Well, all the parts. It, yeah. Well, if they hear that he's on it, there's going to be a ton of people that that rush to it and see it. So. I mean, when we have Disney another plus, huh? With Disney Plus, is it like because I don't have Disney Plus? Is it like Netflix where they release the whole entire season no, or they release they, it's week by week? It's week by week, and that's gotcha. been, that's been part of the thing that has helped them because then the the excitement keeps growing, and then they like when you have something that all drops all at once, people watch it probably over like for me if it's something I love, I'll watch it over three or four days and then it's gone. Whereas like right. with WandaVision. It was literally two months of my life, and every week it was more conversation and speculation. So, it it it, it it's it, it sucks sometimes, but it's good in others. Um, but not to make this about Disney Plus, this is about right. Netflix deals. Another property that Netflix has acquired the exclusive streaming rights to is the two Knives Out sequels. Now, 
it's funny because people say that well they purchased the knives out franchise that's the thing it's not a franchise yet it's going to be um and the first movie was phenomenal i love that first movie they paid 400 million dollars to the exclusive rights for this and then it came out with more details it's actually more like 465 million because it's split up between the people who own it and um uh daniel craig and ryan johnson who directs it are both getting a hundred million dollars each what do you think about that deal so here okay so for those who don't know and uh, you know hayes can back me up we're numbers gurus numbers is our thing i think i'm versus most people i'm way above the average versus most people now here's what i'm having a problem with for okay i understand knives out great franchise packed with so many stars the problem that I don't understand in these type of deals, right? This is totally different than Sony because Sony, you're getting a freaking shitload of catalog. Here, you're getting a few movies. Yeah. How in the hell, and please explain this because I'm missing something. How in the hell does Netflix recuperate that $400 million? And I know it's not by freaking subscribers because you're talking a lot of freaking 999s for $400 million. This is so, this is Netflix doesn't. And I even think in the article it said, like, this is like, for example, uh, to make a comparison, me and you Lost both leader? gamers. No, no, me and you are okay. both gamers. PlayStation, okay. the PlayStation Five costs more money to make than they than they sell it for. Really? Yes, they sell every PlayStation Five at a loss. Every one of them. But okay. where they end up making their money back at is the the PSN subscriptions. While you're on there, you're probably going to download a, a couple of games that they that they get the most money from. So where with Nef, with Netflix, yes, part of it is subscriptions, but part of it I think also for them. Is the awards like the, if you look at it? Knives Out got nominated for a bunch of awards. If it's as as, as, as as that quality, they get you. People are going to be rushing to see if they're the only place that you can see it. And we know a lot of people don't go to movie theaters, even when movie theaters were still open. A lot of people don't see a lot of award movies until it's in the show, and they say, "Hey, I haven't seen that. Let me go see it." So at that point, for it to be exclusively on Netflix, you you could get some more subscribers that way. Advertising. Stuff like that, so they're gonna they make their money back in a little bit that way, but it's never gonna be, for the actual film. It's never dollar they, for dollar. Yeah, they don't they don't get a lot from that. Yeah, and just staying on the topic, I don't know if this came across your thing, but just I know it's relevant mm -hmm. since we're on this topic. Um, I don't know if you, Netflix just did a thirty million dollar deal with Kanye West. I don't know if you saw that. Oh yeah, they bought they bought. I mean, it's not with Kanye West, so that's that. So it's it's a it's, it's with, a documentary uh, about Kanye West, right? But it's two right. directors who like compiled film. And the Kanye West was very minimal involved in it. The only reason I, I'm so uh, knowledgeable on this because we just talked about it on the Breaks Radio last night. So yeah, I did hear about that. That Netflix is in acquisition mode. You also know, like, yes. if you look at like they acquired, they're doing a Lord of the Rings series, which that's a huge mm. franchise exclusively on Netflix. Um, who owns other, Lord of the Rings, the franchise? Uh, I believe WB what studio, owns it. Do you know? I believe WB oh, owns okay. it. I believe. I maybe at maybe it's the family of of Tolkien who wrote it. I'm not sure. Um, I'll have to look that up. But uh, that would be a big franchise because I mean, personally, not. I mean, I've never seen one any of the Lord of the Rings, but I know it has a gigantic following. Oh yeah, like that. That's one of those things that if you yeah okay so yeah, it is actually owned by his his estate. So no major okay. studio owns lord of the Rings. so technically the family and if not to whore it out right but if i own a property like lord of the rings i would say yeah netflix you can make your own show amazon you can make your own show 
uh, Universal, you can make Everybody. a film about it. Everybody makes their own Lord of the Rings shit. Just give me my fucking checks. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's that's Netflix needs to get Netflix to really, really nail down this this streaming wars. Yeah. They need to get the rights to uh, Joy of Painting with Bob Ross. I think. Don't laugh, bro. I love that. I, yo, I, bro, is that not the most? Is I that not the most fucking common thing? Co- calming. Like yes, it, it's that's fucking, what I'm saying. Have a stressful day and watch 20 minutes of that and then come back to it's me. It's fucking... No, I, I already know, bro. Like, I laugh just because it's unexpected, but that shit is the most tranquil shit I've ever seen in my fucking life, bro. As, a, as, so as an adult, as an adult now, like, sure, as a kid, I probably would have been like, this shit is boring as hell. But as an adult... No, I used it's to watch like, it as a kid, too. See, I, I, yeah, I couldn't I'm, get into this. PBS. Um, but all right, so next bit of news. Space Jam, the Space Jam 2, uh, Space Jam Legacy trailer dropped, and... I love, bro, I don't know if you saw it or not, but how people turned on him because there's a, a brief scene in the trailer where he's trying to figure out who's going to get on his basketball team and he has Superman and Gandalf written and like social media blew up saying this motherfucker needs a super team to beat the Monstars and Michael Jordan needed Bill Murray. That shit fucking had me cracking up. But did you get a chance to see the trailer? I did. I saw like a few clips of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. Okay. Uh, I was gonna watch it today, and I just again had a chance to. I was finished watching the movie that we're gonna review, or whatever. But um, yeah, I haven't got a chance to see it. But I, I've seen clips, and from the clips, it looks it looks pretty good. I just don't know. Like, and I'm being biased here. Everybody knows I'm a friggin' um, I'm a I'm a well known LeBron hater. So I don't know what he's gonna look like on screen. Um, I mean, he he definitely can flop, but he looks good flopping as an actor. But I don't know what he can do throughout a whole like ninety minute movie or however long it's gonna be. Yeah, uh, I I mean, Michael Jordan wasn't the best actor either in the original Space Jam. Uh, if we're just being, but honest. I enjoyed that movie, man. Tr- true, but uh, and I'll say this: like I, I'm defending like LeBron's acting because I, I mean I think it's probably gonna be on par with Jordan. Jordan was a terrible actor, but the movie looks like shit to me, bro. Like everything that made the original special. Does not I don't feel it in this one. Now it's just a trailer. I will admit there's a lot of times where I'm down on trailers. I see the actual film, I'm turned around on it. Maybe and maybe their second trailer will turn me around even more. And as of right now, though, it's kind of one of those things that I'm going to watch because I have kids and I know my kids are gonna want to see it, but I'm not I'm not excited for it. If this comes down to like the you know the final game versus the monsters, it comes down to a buzzer beater and LeBron makes this shot, I'm giving this an automatic zero because that's just zero for not, like, like realism. That's a zero right there. It's not even the Monstars, though, in this. It's not? No, it's like some robots and Don Cheadle. <laughs> some robots and Don Cheadle. Yeah. <laughs> what the? I love Don Cheadle, though. I love me some Don Cheadle. Don't get me wrong. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what comes out of it. I gotta see the. I gotta see the trailer properly to see it because I, I literally saw maybe twenty seconds of the trailer, if that. Okay. Yeah, you gotta watch the full trailer, and we'll we'll come. Yeah. Back. Uh, yeah. The, so uh, Don Cheadle is the main villain. Like, so the role of like the the midget alien from the first one, he's kind of in that role, but it's not the monsters that he's fighting at all. It's like some mm. robot cartoon. It's weird. It's weird. But yeah. What other what other um basketball players do they have for this one? That's the thing. None of that shit's been announced so far, bro. I could have swore I came across a Facebook or an article that, or something. Or was, was that maybe just people speculating? Yeah, I don't know if that was like. Let me let me go to the Wikipedia. I could have swore I saw like quick. Dame, like Dame, Dame Lillard, Damian Lillard, and um, I could have swore and uh, a few other people, but it could have just been people speculating. Yeah, let me see. Let me see. I'm going on their Wikipedia page. Let's see who else is. And so as of right now. Voice cast, voice cast. Uh, Clay Thompson, Anthony Davis, Dan- Damon Lillard, Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul, 
Draymond Green, Kyle Kuzma, and Diana Taurasi. Wow, I'm surprised no Melo. You got to keep in mind, when they were shooting this, that's when Melo was fucking terrible. Remember he had that, that season, season? No, but two. they're like good friends. True, true. I mean, but no, D-Wade as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Kyle Kuzma? Like, I swear, if one well, of them... partners. If one of the, but still... Of all the people's game, if you were an alien and you stole one of the basketball players' game, Kyle Kuzma wouldn't be in the in the first hundred hundred players you would guess. No, of course not. Like fucking Anthony. Da- oh no, I did say Anthony Davis, but fuck, like I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. But uh, I will. That remains. Devin to be seen. Booker. We'll definitely probably be uh, reviewing it. I think that that goes without saying. We'll probably be reviewing sure. Space Jam. Another move that we definitely will be reviewing. They got pushed back a week. Mortal Kombat got pushed back, delayed just a week. And the reason behind that is that they're, uh, it's owned by Warner Brothers, which also did, uh, did, I'm sorry, Universal, which also, was it Warner Brothers? I had that in mind from Space Jam. But uh, Universal, which also had Godzilla and King and uh, Godzilla versus Kong. So they wanted to give it more space once it the box office looked like what it did. Um, what, do you, what do you think about delaying uh, Mortal Kombat for a week? Um, it sucks in a way because obviously I'm really looking forward to that one, but uh, I, you know I understand the the reasons why they did it. So and it's not like it got pushed back months or anything. It's yeah. just it's a couple of days. So you know, gives it a little bit more a little more uh, you know of that eagerness and that anxiousness to watch it. So that can't hurt. Exactly. And one of the things is that uh, you know Black Widow recently just got delayed again, and the yeah. box office predictions went up for it getting delayed, meaning. Uh, and, you know, that's going to come into our next bit of news as well, because that got delayed until June. And we'll talk about the next bit of news. But I I think at this point, it for me, honestly, it shows more. F- Usually if a movie keeps getting delayed in normal times, it means that the studio didn't have faith in it. This time, I think it means that they probably do have faith in it, that they want to give enough space between that and Godzilla versus Kong so that each one of these can be successful. I, and I'll tell you what, everything that I see from Mortal Kombat Makes me more and more excited for it. Likewise, and I think, and we'll get into the numbers with Godzilla versus Kong. But I think when everyone saw the numbers with Godzilla Kong, they're like, "Yo, yo, yo, hold up! We delayed this motherfucker because yeah. we about to go in the movie theaters with the, with the Godzilla numbers and the other piece of news we have coming." They're like, "Hold up, we can wait a little bit more." Exactly. So, so that next bit of news that we both alluded to is that California movie theaters have been will be fully open on June fifteenth. Now, this is huge because. Even as far as just two or three weeks ago, movie theaters in California weren't even open. So now we're at the point where not only have some open and limited capacity, but now they'll be at full capacity by June 15th. This is going to be huge for summer blockbusters, um, huge for moviegoers as more people get the COVID vaccine. And if a state like California, which was one of the last to even reopen their movie theaters, are going to be back open to full capacity, even though it hasn't been announced yet, I think that means that for the probably for the most part of the country is going to be back fully open to full capacity. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think like LA and a lot of people look to LA and New York as yeah. those two kind of places. But um, you know, you know, I was in LA like two weeks ago for my birthday weekend, and movie theaters were even open at that point. But like you said, they weren't at full capacity. But a lot of things that were closed are starting to reopen. Even when we went there, they were reopening. And not only that, but like even like restaurants. Before, restaurants were just closed to the point where nothing, zero. Then they opened them, but it was outdoor dining. But every restaurant we went to when we were there, they had indoor dining available. So little by little, they're opening up. Now for the movie industry, that's great news because now, like you said, as of June 15, they're opening up the theaters. People I know are probably fiending to go to the movie theaters. So... Uh, that's really good news. And uh, kind of all over the country, you're seeing this sort of, I don't want to say slackness, but this more openness 
in where I live, I live in Florida, St. Lucie County. Two days ago, they just dropped, um, came out with a, a statement. We have a county, uh, or I should say a city mandate where everywhere you go, you have to wear a mask. They've now lifted that mandate. Like, so you can go anywhere you want. Without a mask, a mask now? Yeah. However, if you're going to a business, they if their rule is that you have to wear a mask, then so be it. But before the, the rule was, it doesn't matter what the business says, you have to wear a mask. Now, okay. so it's only somewhere. So like, you know, there's a, if you recall, there's a Shell gas station not far from my house. That gas station, they don't care about masks. So I can walk in that gas station now and not wear a mask if I choose to. Wow. They're not requiring it. Oh, okay. So only if the business requires. So little by little, you're seeing different things. And also the movie theaters here in Florida as well have also been been having showtimes. They're not 100 percent capacity, but they're getting there. I think Florida has been one of the front runners of people that have been more kind of slack and, and kind of opening up. And um, credit to our governor, even though some people you know hate him. I'm not going to get into politics or whatever, but he's given Florida a chance to not fall. Man, I went to L.A. and I don't want to get off thing here, but L.A. and I saw a lot of. Bad shit. I mean, people who lost their jobs, homeless people, and it's crazy what's going on there. So um, back to the movie thing. It's a huge deal that they're they're reopening. It's a huge deal for the industry. Definitely. Definitely. It's huge in general. And, you know, it's going to be it's going to be good. It's going to be good all around. And like, as we said before, people just if you think just this just affecting the movie theaters, it doesn't. It affects the restaurants around movie theaters. It affects, you know, the businesses in the malls that move when movie theaters in the malls. It affects so much other stuff of like getting back to normal but also getting the economy back and you know with uh, by the way bro and it's not to make this political or whatever are you getting the vaccine yes but not because i want to is i'm being forced to and when i say forced to no one's pulling a gun to my head but as of right now i'm not getting the vaccine but eventually there's going to be a point in time where to travel you're going to need a vaccine and then at that point i'm going to have to like you know me you know me and my wife we like we love cruising we haven't cruised in so long since i think last year February, right, right around when the pandemic started, we had just came back from a cruise. So uh, Royal Caribbean actually is is cruising again out of Bahamas to like Caribbean. But in the word we got in order to do, it, you need to be vaccinated. So in that sense, if it's for travel, you know, I love traveling, you know, traveling my thing, me and my wife's thing. So if it's for that, then yes. But if we can get, I'll go as, as long as possible without getting it only because just so many different variables. Also, they say really, you know, I, I, I'm I'm overweight. They say overweight people shouldn't really do it. It could be a risk. Also, my uncle, he got vaccinated and he literally just got COVID. He got tested positive for COVID wow. and he was vac he was vaccinated. Did he, wait, does he get both doses, though? I, I don't know. My like I, my wife found out. So I, I didn't get all the details. I just found this out a, a couple days ago. So okay. I don't know if he got both and I don't know which one he got, if he got Pfizer or whatever, whichever one. So I need to find that out. But there's just so many variables right now. So I, I'm going to try to go as long as possible without it. If, if I can, the, the flu, the flu vaccine, I've never gotten it in my life. Really? Never. Hmm. So, I mean, I'm getting it. I, and this was literally a month of me battling back and forth. But the main reason I'm getting it is because I'm a photographer. There, I've gotten hired for weddings. There's going to be times where I'm around groups of people of people that I don't know. And yes, I'm still going to wear my mask, but I have to think about my children as well. So that's why I'm getting getting the vaccine. And I, literally, this this is a decision I just made within the last 30 hours. So, no, I uh, uh, understand because that's. You know, that's my stance. My wife, who also um, as her second job, if you want to call it that, she's also a photographer. She does wedding photography and and all kinds of different photography. And she has a couple 
weddings and stuff booked. So that's one thing she's trying to figure out now because unlike myself, I can control who I'm around. Unlike her, when she get these bookings, she might be at a wedding and like, you know, our our kind of people, Caribbean people, you're talking 180, 200 people weddings. That's just yeah. COVID or no COVID. That's just how they roll. So that's something she's strongly thinking about. Well, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's the world that we live in. And especially like, like you said, with her also doing photography and, and weddings and stuff like that, you kind of got, you, you, you almost in a position where it's safer for you to than not to. Um, right. So, you know, it, 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 it's just going to be interesting to see how this progresses with the vaccine and everything. Um, but, you know, this is what this podcast is about. Let's, let's move right. off that. Uh, so it is time for us to now get into the actual um, movie. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to play a trailer. And on the other side of that, we'll come back and review Godzilla versus. This is our only chance. We have to take it. We need Kong. The world needs him. To stop what's coming. And this child. She's the only one he'll communicate with. I knew that they had a bond. She had nowhere to go, so I made a promise to protect her. And I think that in some way, Kong did the same. If I did my job motherfucking correctly, that would have been a trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, first thing that we want to talk about before we even get into the movie itself is this crazy box office that it's had. Broke a, a record for the pandemic. Um, it, it, at the time that I wrote this, uh, it's actually more than this, but $285 million first two weeks in theaters it, because it released a week ahead over what it did here. Uh, it's it's close to $400 million at this point. Um cool. $48.5 million its first week domestically, which was almost what what Godzilla versus the uh, Godzilla King of Monsters did when it released three years ago, not during the pandemic. What do you think about the numbers itself? I think it's amazing. Um, not only is it amazing for Godzilla versus King Kong, but as we just kind of talked about a little earlier, it's just good for the industry. Uh, the fact that people are seeing like, hey, can these, these great numbers be done? You're talking, you know... Big numbers here. Can it be done? Yes. Godzilla vs. King Kong just proved it can be done. So that that's gotta feel good for all the guys who have something in the can waiting to be released. They gotta feel good about that. Like, hey, w- the industry is coming back. So you know, big props to Godzilla vs. Kong for doing that. Um, we'll get into the quality of the movie in a, in a couple of minutes, but um, numbers wise, excellent. I mean, what, what was the budget on this? Do you know? Uh, I don't know, but I can I can find it in um, just a second. Give me a second. Yeah, I'm pretty sure with that kind of those kind of numbers in terms of box office, they probably completely um, they're in the in the you know positive. Obviously, I, I wouldn't imagine that the movie costs you know half a billion dollars. Movie to make. made 155 million. I mean, it was made they're, 455 million. So they they were basically in the green once just with the China release before even right. domestically. So 
Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing well. I mean, what are they at? Three X almost or something like that. So, you know, they're doing very well. That we're not even talking about all kinds of other shit that they're gonna, you know, merchandising all the other shit that's gonna come out of it. Definitely. definitely. So I mean, it's it's been it's it, it you know that's definitely impressive. Um, but as we said, you know, a lot of these other movies. I know I heard people comparing it to like Wonder Woman and other things, and it's like. This I don't know if this was the first one, first major movie since New York and California reopened the movie theaters. But you got to keep in mind, people are getting vaccines. People are getting more comfortable going to the movie theater. So that that after pandemic record is honestly probably going to grow with every new release as it keeps going. Um, but I think big release, not every. Release. That's what's a major release. Every right, major right, right. made like the blockbuster level release. Yes. Um, it's going to keep keep growing and growing. And I honestly think like. Black Widow releasing in June, right around the same time that movie theaters reopen in California, is probably going to be the first post-pandemic movie to get a clo- close to a billion. I was going to actually ask you, what do you think the the first one billion will be? Do you think Black Widow has what it takes, though? Um, I, I absolutely. I mean, think about it. It's a Marvel movie for one, which they almost sneeze billion dollar like crazy at this point in time. What um, month is that being released? June. I believe it's June now. I believe it's June. Let me let me double check with that. Because if it's July, I think it's guaranteed. And I know it's only a difference of one month. But in July, kids are out of school and it's yep. just family. It releases, it releases July 9th. So, yeah. It's, That's definitely going to hit a billion. It's definitely hitting a billion. First, yeah. first, first, Marvel, first Marvel movie at that point, it'll be a year and a half, bro. That's crazy. So Marvel fans are going to be like, you know, they're, they're, they're like, it for that shit right exactly. now. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be huge. Um. So yeah, I, I think that's probably going to be the first post-pandemic movie to make to crack a billion, or at least I, I think easily e- at the minimum. I think unless that movie comes out and it's terrible, but if it comes out to solid reviews, easily eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, I, I had now more and more. I'm thinking about it. I think it's going to crack a billion because I'm also thinking worldwide as well. You know, it's going to Marvel is so huge all over the freaking world. We're not just talking about okay, just like you know Japan or just like Germany or something. It's huge all over. So I, I'll be shocked if they don't crack a billion. I mean, where did you say um, King Kong was right now? Uh, Godzilla versus Kong right now? It's 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 I, I believe the last time I checked, it's at like three fifty worldwide, right? Worldwide, so that's worldwide. I mean. And you you can't compare a Marvel movie to friggin' Godzilla versus King Kong. It's two totally different things. So, do you have to think they gotta you know triple that, or double maybe triple that? And if you're talking triple, now you're getting into that one billion dollar mark. Yeah, I'm trying to look. So I'm looking at the movies that are coming out between now and then. So we have Mortal Kombat, which we already talked about. Um, that's not cutting it. That's not. We got Spiral, uh, the new Saw movie. That's a horror uh, movie. That's not gonna right. cut it. Um, Quiet Place Two. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't think so. All right, Cruella family movie. Don't think so either. I don't think so. Okay, let's let's just go down to June. Let's go. So we movie theaters reopen June fifteenth. Let's just see what comes out after that. Just kind okay. of kind of gauge because I think that's what's going to be able to allow movies to cross a billion. So I, I agree. We, oh no, fat fat. The new Fast and Furious comes out June fifteenth. That's going to be the first movie to crack a billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. I think it's going to come down to Fast and Furious and and um. And uh, uh, geez, so it's my, either gonna be so Black Widow to so see be, who's gonna be the giant. So, here. so between all movie the- movie theaters in Cali being back to full capacity, the main ones are Fast and Furious, Top Gun, the Top Gun sequel, and then I don't think that's gonna pop up. Really and then though. it's Black Widow. So I definitely it's either gonna be Fast and Furious or Black Widow. Yeah, 
Yeah, I I, pro- I would still say Black Widow's probably going to take it only because you know Marvel has that backing. Yeah. Um, I I would say I would say what what's your prediction? Which one of those three Black movies Widow. you think? I think it's going to be yeah. like even fa- Fast and Furious. You know they usually sneeze a billion too, but you know they're also part of their movies are also going to be released on um Universal streaming on service on on demand simultaneously. So I think that's going to cut in a lot from that. So yeah. But anyway, back to on this. So Godzilla, great box office so far. Let's get into the actual movie. We always start with general thoughts of the movie. What are your general thoughts on the movie? Great fighting scenes, shit in betweens. See, and that's the thing. Like, for me, yes, the fighting scenes were great. I didn't think the thing between it was shit only because I wasn't expecting much. Some things were okay. Like the little girl, which I'm sure we'll talk about. The little about. girl and Kong. And King Kong, great, great connections there. Yeah. Great yeah. connections and, there. And, that, and that's the thing. Let, and, you know, so the first actual thing in the movie, we, I have it down as the human characters because that's the weakest part of the movie. Wanted to talk about that first, then we get into uh, Kong and Godzilla. Again, the actual review of this is not going to be very long because, honestly, it's a bunch of fight scenes. So, yes. um, But human characters. You have basically, the way that I've break, broken down in my head, you have... Team Godzilla, which is Millie Bobby Brown, uh, uh, something Tyrese, the guy from Atlanta, I always forget his name, and then the Kiwi kid who was in Deadpool 2. That's Team Godzilla. By far, no, because then you have Team Mecha Godzilla, the the evil people. Right. They were by far the weakest people in the movie. 100%. The, 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 the main villain, I forget his name, and the Asian guy who was his partner, they're fucking terrible characters. I'm But... but, but they're really only in the movie for about 10 minutes. Exactly. So, but that that was probably they were probably the weakest human characters. Next is is Team Godzilla as I labeled them, and it sucks because Millie Bobby Brown, I don't think she's the best actress. I think sometimes when when we have child actors, we kind of boost up their performances more than what it is. As she's now turning it, she's in that in between between like a kid, a teenager, and then like in another year or two, we'll be looking at her like between an adult and a kid. She needs right. to get better if she's going to be a leading lady. Period. Stranger Things is a completely different different beast. If you're going to be the leading lady in a film, she's going to have to get better. Or maybe they just didn't write enough well for her. Maybe that was well, the thing. But go ahead. That's yeah, I agree. I believe that's part of it the, with the writing for her, but also. You got to be a friggin' phenomenal actor or actress to to have a spotlight on you in this type of movie when you have these titans of Kong and Godzilla. So I think it'll be hard for anyone um, to kind of shine in this type of movie. So uh, just you know, kind of uh, uh, to defend her a little bit, I do think she'll overall she'll be okay because there were glimpses of good stuff there. Um, I'd love to see her in something else where she's the main spotlight or one of the two main spotlights. I mean, clearly here the stars are Godzilla and King Kong, but I like to see something more focused. Her overall though, I think she'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't mean to be completely huge uh, off on her, but what did you think? So we're starting off with those human characters. What did you think about the story? That brought these characters together. And for me, the conspiracy theorist podcast and him getting behind, like there could have been, so, for him to be so com, so convicted in what he did, he got a job to work for this company to spy on them. You could have done some great shit there. And it played all for camp. Like I get making him eccentric. I get the whole don't drink the tap water. I bathe with bleach. Like I, it, it goes in line with the conspiracy theorist thing. But I feel like they had a chance to make a pretty good human character with him. And he's a phenomenal actor as well that they, it just played for last. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, he was really funny, but 
I don't think they were. I really don't think they cared about that or were going for that. I think they just gave you as minimal as possible from all these characters and, and all these arcs, minus the little girl and Kong's relationship. Everything else was just kind of just to touch on it because I think they didn't. They like at the beginning a couple weeks ago, you said this would be a dumb action movie, mm-hmm. and in ways it is, but they're also staying true to that. You're not gonna if you're coming into this, which. I don't want to say I was coming into this for this, but I was hoping to see some sort of story, gripping story. Uh, you're, you're, this is not going to be your movie. If you're looking for, like, drama and, and gripping story and, and that, no. You're going to see some some badass fight scenes. You're going to see some of the most stunning visuals I think I've ever seen in any movie, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But you're not going to see hardcore storytelling here. Not at all. And if you're coming to this for the storytelling, and for some reason you're listening to this review before you go see the movie, just don't go see it if that's what you're if that's what you're going for. This is literally to set up three different fights between Kong and Godzilla, and then ultimately what turned into the last battle. You get four fights overall in this movie, and those fights are phenomenal. But let's let's before we get in, that's kind of what we're going to end with. We have another set of human characters to talk about: Team Kong. So this one. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård, uh, I forget the lady's name, and then you have the kid character. Um, the, the Please di- do not forget Isa Gonzalez, her fine ass. Listen, she looks so much like a young Michelle Rodriguez to me. Bro, this is why we're brothers. I said the same thing to Siwa. I, she gave me those exact vibe, but she looks 10 times better than Michelle Rodriguez. But I got those vibes as well, okay. 100%. Okay. But, um, and so... This story is a little bit more compelling, and I think this is the nature. I really do think that this movie is positioned, even though Godzilla's name is first Bill, Godzilla versus Kong, this is really a King Kong movie with Godzilla in it. And but go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was gonna just say, like, if you we you you had to say, hey, pick one star of this movie, clearly I think it's Kong. He's the one that actually has a story arc. This is more of Kong featuring Godzilla because you get more Kong. You get more of his story. Also, Godzilla is sort of a a dick heel. A heel. He's a dick. Whereas King Kong is the fan favorite. He's the guy that even my wife, my my wife, we're watching this. My wife is like, oh, I just want to hug him. Like he's the one that appeals to the the crowd and he's going to always be the fan favorite because he has just that way about him. So I think this is totally Kong featuring Godzilla. Absolutely, and and that's not a problem at all. Like they, the mo- most of the story is told around Kong, and and it's it's because of this. A he's a, he's a, he's an ape, which apes can emote more, right? Apes emote sure. way more than what any lizard dinosaur thing could ever. Um, and then it's because apes have a connection. How many times have you seen like one of the the keepers at a zoo have a really strong connection with one of the apes? So all the time, yeah, all the time. So. It's it's the most realistic, even though in a movie full of non-realistic shit. Um, and then the little girl, his his relationship from the moment, the moment that he's up, he's scratching his ass, walking around. She's okay. walking with the Kong thing, smiling, and he sees her. He looks in at her like, you know that these two have a connection. And they build on that throughout the movie. This was the best as far as like story in the whole movie, period. Is that relationship? Yeah, I, 100%. I, I love their relationship together. And I think it, it gave more of a, um, a human, the human portion of this, leaving out the fighting scenes. That was the, of all the human side things, that's the that's the one I enjoyed the most, their their connection, their relationship. And the little girl, even though she didn't speak a lick of a word here in this entire movie, 
her acting was really good. I mean, she anytime you watch a movie and someone's able to uh, garner reactions and emotions from you, when she was sad, I was sad for her. When she was scared, I was scared for her. She was the only character, actually, in this entire movie, now that I think about it, that actually I cared about. Regardless of what happened to everybody else, I could care less. She was the only character I truly cared about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And her connection, like I said, with Kong and like the fact that she taught him sign language and nobody yeah. else. First of all, how can a a huge ape be doing sign language? So you got... so. Was there a time period where the, like Kong was left with the girl? Because they seemed like they had him under fucking surveillance. So like, how did you not see it? I I have no idea. I have no idea. But um, I thought that was interesting that he knows sign language now, and he's him and her are signing or whatever. Yeah, I mean, and apes really do learn sign language. So again, right. this is another thing that we that can be related to something we see in real life. But fuck all that shit. We got the human characters out the way. Let's talk yeah. about Kong and Godzilla, motherfucker. That first fight on the fucking ship. Bro, like I, like when Kong was underwater breathing for for air, like trying to fight for air, I found myself not breathing for a second. That fight was fucking phenomenal, bro. What did you think? It was. And let me tell you, even more happy than what I was that we got that shit so early. But it's like twenty minutes into the movie, yeah. thirty minutes, maybe thirty minutes, twenty minutes into the movie. I'm so surprised we got interaction from them too so early. I thought this would be like a long drawn out shit, and then the last twenty minutes would be pure fighting. But we got we got a taste of it really early, so I love that. And yeah, that was a that was a really really nice fighting scene to kind of wet our beak, so to say. And uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, really, all the fighting scenes which we'll get into. I, I can't say anything bad about any of the fighting scenes. They were all great. They were they were just all done great including this yeah so i mean and the thing that they do very well with this initial fighting scene hey this is honestly looking back at it most of what we saw in the trailers like look there really wasn't much that we didn't see in the trailers but it was paced so well and they sold the desperation of kong to initially get out those bonds or whatever but it 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 lets you know that in the water kong is no fucking match for 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 godzilla right at all. Godzilla right. could have, if it wasn't for the humans, could have killed him at any time. And I love how, like, really, and even even Godzilla, as much as I called him a dick, he really just wants everyone to bow to him. Like, if Kong right. would have would have bowed to him, Godzilla would have walked the fuck off like, all right, well, good, you're my bitch. You do, keep, keep, keep doing you. But next time I come around, he's like Debo. Next time I come around, what you got on my 40? If you got shit on my 40, I'm not fucking with you. I'm not fucking with you. Um... And so, like, and then even Kong, the way that he, like, when they were distanced and, like, how Kong, Kong, Kong was looking at <laughs> Kong was looking at him and Godzilla kind of made that, that fucking, I, I want to call it a smirk, and then it just went it off. Was. It was, like, fucking awesome storytelling there. Like, uh, uh, when we, me and you have talked about this, I think, mainly when we talk about, like, actual fighting movies, but each, every fight that you get in a movie is a story within a story. You want to tell yeah. a story with a fight scene, and they did that very well with that first one. Um... And then, like, we're not touching a lot. A lot of the story shit in between there was fucking ridiculous. Like, I get it. They wanted to play homage to the to Kong being lifted by the air balloon, so we saw him being lifted to Antarctica. My issue here is, and this is one of the story things that I want to talk to you about, they made a big deal about getting Kong to lead them to the portal, right? It seemed like he just went in the opening and went down the path. Couldn't they have just flown in there themselves? Yeah, that whole that scene. Well, first of all, visually it looked great. Yeah, like that whole portal thing. But I feel like they could have done so much more with that. It was just like you said. It's just Kong falling down. And what did they, yeah? What did they really need him for? Because the thing just 
They just flew in there anyway. What was the, I don't understand what the purpose of that was. I don't know if that's a loophole or not. But um, I I just feel like that's a big a big missed thing. There. I feel like they could have done more there. Well, and I think the I think it's just the the way they described it in the plot because they made it seem like they needed Kong to find the portal, which I don't I don't think was true. What I think that they needed Kong for was to find the 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 throne room that he eventually found because that's where they found right. the energy sig- signature at. Because I think like. Uh, hollow earth was so big that they probably would have never found it without that because they kept talking about like the the genetic memory in his dna so i think that's more so what they but they made it seem like they needed him to find hollow earth not necessarily to find just the power source so um i think that's just a a bit of a weak writing on that point but then like you say we get the we did we got the first fight it was like at least 30 minutes into the movie and then it feels like there was like another forty-five minutes until we finally did get the get the next fight. We did get Godzilla showing up and blowing like he blew a hole from fucking Hong Kong to the Hollow <laughs> Earth. What did you think about the scene? Um, well, first let's get into the throne throne room scene. Even though, like I said, I don't want to talk a lot about the story because there's not really much here. Godzilla, I mean King Kong, finding that axe, sitting on that throne and kind of just looking at it like, yeah, like I'm the boss. king, bitch. That shit is. I need I need a poster of just that. Yeah, that's like straight boss. I, I I told my wife, I'm like, look, he's just sitting on it. You know, he's the king of his throne right there. I'm like, that was a perfect shot right there. Yeah, yeah, and he's just kind of chilled. Um, but then then. Everything starts lighting up. That's when we get Godzilla blowing the hole in, and then him and Kong from uh, from the middle of the Earth to the Earth kind of just look at each other, and then Godzilla just walks the fuck off. I guess he didn't know if Kong was actually going to come up and fight him. He's probably like, "This bitch don't want nothing with me." Um, and then we get the fight in Hong Kong, bro. The neon lights in this made this fucking scene. Oh my god, bro! So beautiful, bro. I don't, I. I, for the life of me, cannot think of the last time I saw a movie that was this... If this freaking movie does not get nominated next year for a freaking visual effects shit for Mm -hmm. Academy Awards, I'll be shocked because visually it looked amazing. Those neon lights and... Um, even like the CGI stuff, like, you know, sometimes CGI, they go way overboard and the shit look, they look stupid. No, man, like, even like when they're showing like Hollow Earth and these kind of places that King Kong was at were beautiful the colors and all of that whoever was in charge of that shit did phenomenal man just great looking movie yeah hollow earth looked beautiful um i really do hope that if we do get another kong movie even godzilla versus kong that it's just set in hollow earth that way we don't have to worry about collateral damage with humans don't have to worry about buildings just let those motherfuckers tear some shit up um exactly <laughs> but what did, so the second fight this and that's the thing that people say that the second fight went to kong I didn't. I didn't until I like started reading stuff on the internet. I didn't even count this as as two separate fights within one because yes, Kong kind of passed out too. Godzilla passed out. Then when they woke up, Godzilla for some reason was waiting on top of a building for. I mean, King Kong was waiting on top of a building for Godzilla to get up with the axe. Why wasn't he just cutting his ass up? Like he like there should have been no reason this motherfucker got up. But the second fight, this this first leg of the second fight. What did you think about? You know, Kong using the atomic breath. I love seeing, like, how Kong is literally a brawler. Like, he was jumping off buildings and hitting hooks and, like, dodging off shit. What did you think about the second fight? Did it live up you to You like the, the part where his shoulder... Or I don't know if I'm fast-forwarding here, but that's where his the, shoulder... That's the last fight. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, so this middle fight, yeah, again... I can't, I can't complain. You can't complain about it. You know, with, with all the different things that we got, I, I enjoyed it. I can't, I can't say any bad things about it. From this point on, though, I would say... 
for the rest of the movie, it's just pure action at this yes. point. The, this is like get the, rid of all the stories, get rid of all the characters. Is we're going like a, we're at a hundred miles per hour from this point on. So yes, that last scene, once the King Kong thing sets up, it's that literally the whole last like fifty minutes of the movie are just a long fight scene, which is what you need. Uh, like yes, it's exactly what you need in a movie like this. Um, so we get the two legs of this fight. Like I said, Kong technically wins the second bout because he knocks Godzilla the fuck out, and he kind of passes out himself. Um, and then that third fight, Godzilla was like, "Look, I'm over this shit." He yeah. fucks Kong up. That shit was brutal. Like he was digging into Kong's chest. Like yeah, like that shit was fucking. That was like Roydzilla. Yeah, yeah. Godzilla was like, "All right, bitch." I clearly I, I was playing too much. That was his hawk up moment. He was like, right. fuck this shit. You gotta get the fuck up out of here. Um, what did you think about the last the last fight between Godzilla and Kong? Yeah, well, like I mean, like you said, it was great. I mean, at that point, Godzilla's like, I've played around with you long enough. It's time for me to do what I gotta do. And he, you know, he he laid Kong out, at least for that for that time being. And and he was the one ruling until obviously we get we get to the next fight. I think that I mean, technically, we got to keep in mind, if it wasn't for the humans interfering, Kong would have died. They said his heart was stopping. Right, right, so, exactly. So Godzilla, kind of clearly the winner with that. But then the 100%. next one. And then, so this whole time, like, and they didn't really do a good, great job at explaining it, but we get this this mecha version of Godzilla that this company Apex was building because they wanted humans to be the Apex predator again. Go ahead. That whole story arc mm-hmm. could have been so good. The human characters behind it, just everything about it was shit. Uh, the fighting scene I'm going to talk about in a second, that was okay. But I feel like if they would have given us more to it, we probably it would have probably cared more. That, of all the fights, I mean, that was the one that I was least most concerned about, I think. Godzilla versus um, the mech, the mechanical Godzilla, whatever you want to call it. Well, so the, the one thing that they did but when it was just Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, the thing that they did great about it is showing that Godzilla was like, what the f- I can't beat like there was this one specific scene where they zoom in on Godzilla's eye and it was the first time we see any type of vulnerability in Godzilla he like, was literally looking like oh shit um and so but really it was just like I went, I've watched this movie twice preparing for this review and that last that fight with just Bank of Godzilla and Godzilla a it was it was shot weird like we get glimpses of like different like it wasn't the other three fights up until that point were legitimate fight scenes that was just like every time it they didn't tell a story with that one and maybe it was because the way that it ended so god king kong gets revived he grabs his axe he goes to town him and godzilla double team for a moment but really godzilla because mecha godzilla was about to kill him really wasn't much help to kong other than helping power up his axe and then Kong goes to fucking work on like this is like fucking Rocky turning on, on, on and like cutting the, the Russian or or flipping the switch on on uh, Creed. He turned the. And let me tell you, of all the fighting scenes from that point on, this is my favorite part. I mean, he just goes to town. I mean, literally cutting his ass limb from limb. Yeah, and 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 taking the head, like cutting his head out and. I was I don't know about you, but I was actually cheering out loud. I was yeah. like, fuck yeah. I you was know, happy you, for him. You, you can't help but be happy for Kong at that point because yeah. he's down and out. Uh, as I was trying to say trying to say before, I mean it was so realistic because like his shoulder was dislocated, he hit into the building to get it back into place and everything. And he just goes ape shit, literally ape shit on freaking uh 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 Mechazilla. And it was so phenomenal to watch. That whole uh part like that scene right there 
for me, is probably my favorite in the, of all the fights. I love the way that was done. Kong just a total squash match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kong, Kong showed the fuck up. Um, that was just it was it was great to see, and because he was the character that we felt the most for, it was yes. great to see him go from being down and out to being like the badass that he is again. Like, and I love that his signature victory thing is to rip the heads off shit because I didn't say yeah. it like in Middle Earth when the little bat things came. He ripped the head off, drunk the fucking entrails and guts that came out the head, and then lifted the head up. He basically did the same thing to Mecha Godzilla just without eating it. Like, it it was it was great and. And then afterwards, I love how they, you know, it would have been easy to end it there. Godzilla literally is exhausted from basically just dying, waking up, kicking ass. He sits down. He drops his axe. He's chilling like, what the fuck is happening? I just wanted to go home. And that's the thing that, like, overall throughout this whole movie, Kong, literally, he did not want to fight. He just wanted to. He's like that old man that's like, look, I just want to sit the fuck down. These these bastards keep fucking with me. Um, I literally said the same exact. He's just like old dude, like. Man, like, I really got to do this again, man. I'm just trying to sit on my throne and relax. Like, really? I got to do this again? And then at the end, when they stared each other down, I'm like, they're about to go at it again. And I'm like, you know, he dropped he dropped his his weapon down or whatever. And he was like, I'm thinking like, okay, no weapons. This is just one-on-one again. And my wife is there like, no, no, no. Godzilla, he looks like he's just trying to make peace. And I'm waiting for it. And then Godzilla just turns around and is like, yeah, I'm out. Until next time, I'm out. Yeah. I really, for a second there, right? Because... You, you, th- you always think sequels. I almost thought that this movie was going to end with a fight scene starting again between those two and then falling in the hole to Hollow Earth. And then, like, the film ends with the, just, them, that, just, them in, just them battling it out in Hollow Earth. Like, that would have been a great way. Like, like it would have been like the Rocky ending of the ding, ding, and then we'd right. never see the fight. Like, that's what I thought they were going to go with. That would have been a great ending, actually. Let me tell you, people would have been talking about when is the next one coming yeah. out. Yeah. You know, that would have been a great teaser. I think if they probably knew if they knew how successful this shit was, they probably maybe would have done something like that. If they could have foretold that it's gonna be this um this successful. Definitely, definitely. So overall, uh what's your what's your rating for Godzilla versus Kong? So it's so crazy because sometimes I come into a I come into a movie feeling not that great about it and by talking about it and analyzing it, my mind kind of turns on the movie. And I'm going to be honest with you, coming into this, before we started talking, mm. my rating on this movie was going to be a five, maybe five and a half. Mm-hmm. But after everything we've talked about and enjoying the fighting scenes as much as I did, I think I'm going to give it one more up. And I'm going to, it's not as strong, but still, I'm going to give it a six and a half. Um, I think if we would have got a little bit more story involved it could have got to that seven or whatever but if you take the if you take the the fighting scenes out of this this movie's like a negative two but with the fighting scenes i yeah i'm gonna go ahead with a six and a half that's a solid that's a solid solid number i think that's right where i am too is a six and a half because i mean listen you have to judge a movie as the whole movie and the full movie the human character shit is so bad that yes. it does not like this movie could have easily been a seven, seven and a half. If it, and this is this is the question that I want to kind of leave you off on. And there there are questions that they are they even going to continue this franchise because I don't think they thought it was going to be a success because Godzilla King of Monsters actually did worse than the original. So I think they were worried about it going down. I think got the fact that Godzilla got two movies but Kong only got one is it should have been the other way around because Kong Agreed. is the fucking star. But Agreed. now that they're together. And they and they have this box office. Do you think that it is possible to make a Godzilla and Kong movie with no human characters? 
they're never going to do that. I, I don't see them ever. I mean, if they ever do that, it's probably gonna be like a freaking animated movie. True. I don't ever see like them making this. Like, I don't think anyone has the balls in Hollywood to do something like that, honestly, because okay. it's super risky. It's super risky because there's no you. There's no humans. It's just that. So it's it's risky. But I don't think anyone has the balls to do it. But if they did do it, mm-hmm. I'd be I'd for sure watch it. I'd for sure watch it because. That's what I want. That's what I went to watch for in the first place. I could give a shit about all the other characters. It was Godzilla and Kong. See, and that's and that's the difficulty with with a film like this because the, the human the human aspect of it is always going to be the weakest part. Well, let me not say always because maybe there is somebody who you can give the correct writer this and they could find a way to balance it between because it's not like they have be- they have some really solid actors in this. They just didn't u- utilize them very well, and that probably was the intent. But Can you, I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Let, and I'm not trying to like rewrite this whole shit, but what if they would have made this into, would you have cared more if this would have been more of Godzilla trying to end this place and kill everybody and burn down the entire fucking place? They'll never make Godzilla the villain. I mean, he was the villain, but they'll never make him. But you see how they always gave him motivation. Like he only was doing that because Apex was building this. They'll Because Godzilla is a, such a huge franchise and of his own, once you make Godzilla purposely be trying to kill people or hurt people or burn everything down, then every Godzilla movie has to be Godzilla versus Kong. You can never spin him back out into his own movie again. Okay, let me let me okay let me let me try it again then. Okay. Let's say we have Mechazilla in that role then, trying to kill everybody, mm-hmm. and now your the characters are all at risk of 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 dying, mm-hmm. and then you have. I'm just trying to figure out a way. So where we give a fuck about the characters? The only way that I think they, that you could do that is if they make it found footage. Think of Cloverfield, but it's Godzilla and Kong. But how would you, and how would you do it? Just like that, just like Cloverfield. Movie starts off, people minding their own business. All of a sudden, their buildings start shaking. They go outside. They see maybe maybe Mecha Godzilla and Godzilla fighting, and then like it zoom, and then it loses the. Then, you know, becomes a regular thing. We see the fight or whatever. But I think that's the only way to get us engaged in the human characters. Really, I like and think about this. Think about this. And the reason why I presented what I did is because the most compelling human character in this whole film didn't talk a fucking line, which is crazy. So, right. She didn't talk at all. So, yeah, I just don't know. Um, Again, when you have two titans like Godzilla and Kong, it's so hard. But I really can't think of a way. um, And also. At the same time, would you want a compelling story? At the same time, I mean, I'm never gonna say no to a compelling story. But hear, hear me out for a second. Let's say this movie did have compelling story. Now we're t- you gotta add at least add in thirty to forty five minutes now to tell that story. Now we're getting in close to three hours, or the movie remains this, but now they're cutting from fighting scenes. Well, no, so, I think I think if it was written better, they had a great dynamic of human scenes to fight it, the fights are always going to take more time sure but i think I, I would love to see a breakdown on how much the human characters were just on scene were just on screen without the titans because i do think that the runtime is yes i would say maybe 35 minutes the runtime is an hour and 45 minutes plus credits okay so the hour and 45 minutes plus credits and i already said the whole last 50 minutes was was the fight scene so you got to add in the first fight scene as well, which was probably another 10 or 15 minutes. So we're looking at about 30, 35 minutes of Correct. human characters. Right. And I don't know how much story you can build in that time. So the only other way to build more story is throw in another 30 minutes 
or take that 30 minutes from the fight scenes. And either way, I don't really like too much because now you're talking about a two and a half hour movie, yeah. two hour and 45 minute movie. Because yeah. I definitely want to cut the fight scenes. Yeah, I don't know. So, and I think that I think the directors and the writers and shit knew that up front. So they weren't trying to give you a look. I think they went into this knowing we're not giving these people a compelling story. It's just like some of the Fast and Furious is like fast forward everything, just show the friggin' race scenes, um, it, it, and and the chase scenes. It, it's kind of the same concept. So maybe they don't they don't care for it to be compelling. But that doesn't say that another writer or director duo is gonna come and be like, hey, you know what? Let's give this a compelling story and let's give it the fighting and let's give it the visuals. And when that does happen, then we're going to be talking about seven, seven and a half, eight type of rating because now it has everything versus just a couple of different things. If I have to just also give this a visual, I know I've said it multiple times, just rate the visuals out of 10. I give this like a 12 out of 10. Yeah. If you're a fan of visuals, do yourself a favor and watch this movie. Yeah. It's 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 a really like I I just, I think like it's not gonna win any well maybe visual awards even then at I least nominated yeah but I I definitely like the fight scenes were literally like there's so many different posters that you can pull out of each one of these fight scenes that's like fucking gold so absolutely yeah yeah I just I just read it too like Godzilla was actually on screen less than the human characters in total really yeah that's interesting yeah. I mean, it, but it makes sense. The way that they use utilize Godzilla here, he was more of a menacing. Like I said, he was a dickhead. Um, right. So I understand why he was on screen, and he probably cost probably more to animate every time he fucking that atomic breath. I can't imagine how much. How that did cost. you? Yeah. How did you feel about the way Godzilla looked? I don't know if I was feeling a hundred percent about how he looked. I'm not saying it was horrible. I, I feel though King Kong and Mechazilla looked better than Godzilla. I feel like. It wasn't as detailed. His facial, his face part wasn't as detailed as I was like. Maybe I'm just nitpicking, but Mechazilla I was fine with. King Kong I was totally fine with. I don't know if I was feeling Godzilla's face 100%. The details. Um, I mean, it's a lizard. You can only get... To, I mean, I see what you mean. Because, like, with Kong, especially that scene where he, like, got out of the water um, after drowning, like, you could see all the water driplets, like, particles off... Like yes. Godzilla's detail in his face, like you couldn't see like each individual scale, for example. It's just like a so yeah, yeah. I, I see what you mean. I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. just nitpicking, but uh, yeah, overall six and a half, definitely. I think we're, we're both on the same page on that, and um, um, I would definitely recommend this movie, especially if you're like you know you're a fan of this monsterverse or even old school. I mean, we didn't even talk about it. it's literally the 49 year anniversary from the original in 60, 1962. Oh really? Yeah, um, which is kind of shocks me because you would have thought maybe they did this next year on the 50-year anniversary. But, yeah, the original uh, Godzilla vs. Kong came out in 1962, so that's cool. Yeah, well, that's crazy. Well, that's it. This has been another episode of the Film Frequency. JB, go and give me your social media. I can be reached on Twitter at the P1JB. That's at T-H-E-P-1JB. You can follow and, me. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, and I'm going to shoot over to Hayes. <laughs> you can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at the Film Bros Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thefilmfrequencypod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 614-547-2039. And we out this bitch. <laughs>